Yo, what's up, guys? This is Shane Smith, the host of Organic Poison Podcast, Sickest of the South. If you happen to be listening to this, chances are you're listening to it on Deviant Behavior Radio. I'm going to keep this short and sweet and say if you guys are interested in supporting me or this podcast as a whole, please feel free to do so. Message me or email me at organicpoisonmedia at gmail.com or you can send directly to PayPal. That's paypal.com slash Shane is O. That's S-H-I, excuse me, S-H-A-N-E-I-S-O. Or Cash App, Organic Poison. But Poison only has one O, so that's P-O-I-S-N. Please, if you feel obligated to support this podcast, go right ahead. If you don't, I'll settle for a share, a like, a comment on something. You know what I'm saying? Tell your friends if you're enjoying it. And if you just so happen to really enjoy it, you can go back and check out my past catalog. This is episode 49. Next week, Tuesday, 7 o'clock, right here is going to be the official release of episode 50. I am so excited to be able to release the 50th episode. It's been a long journey. It's been awesome, a wonderful road, and it's not stopping here. Uh, yeah, so I hope you guys enjoy the show. We're about to talk about some freaking aliens, man. Excuse me, extraterrestrials. Forgive me. I don't want to offend anyone. <laughs> Let's go! Uh, anyway, guys, ladies, gentlemen, and uh, everything in between. We have uh, Scott Mitchell back on here, Weisberger, Eradicate, the boy. Thank you for coming on again, Scott. Yes, absolutely. It is an honor to be back. Dude, you, uh, you, you had me thinking about some stuff. You got pretty irate on the, uh, the, that irate. I don't want to say that. You got pretty, uh, lit on the last episode. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. I'll try. Yeah, I started doing that thing with uh, Deviant Behavior Radio, and uh, I've been getting a lot of people going back and listening to older episodes. So it's pretty exciting, to say the least. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he said. I do that all the time, and my fucking friend Sydney, he, he makes fun of me for doing it. He'll be saying something, I'll just be like, yes. I mean, hey, you know, people always think I'm being a smartass when I say sure. Yeah, it's like I mean I guess sometimes I am, but it's I don't know. Like somebody be explaining something, and I'll just be like to to kind of just lead them on, be like continue. I'll say sure. Damn, bro, that's crazy, bro. Oh my god, that's crazy. Really, that's crazy. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Scott, what have you been up to lately, man? Not much, man. Making music, trying trying to make music here, focusing on taking care of myself, taking care of business, and. uh, Making music when I can and, and busting my ass with graphics, but uh, that's about it. Dude, that's and learning. Awesome. Yeah, I love every time uh, I see something like you do a lot of work for. It. Okay, how do you? Is his name pronounced Starve? Oh yeah, Starve. Yes. Yeah, I've known that guy for a long time. Yeah, you you do a lot of his art. I mean, yeah, I've done a lot. You of almost exclusively do his artwork. Yeah, it? almost. <laughs> <laughs> but that's pretty cool that you have a a client that's that consistent to the. You know, like somebody, I think you can almost expect him to get something a couple of times a year. Yeah, for sure. Um, somebody, I don't know what somebody said something, something about consistent clients 
you're looking for clients to come back consistently for business or something. Right. It's like, you don't have to worry about really what you don't need is a hundred thousand people asking for graphics. What you need is about 10 people that get something every couple of weeks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. And then it's just, I mean, you probably would want more than 10 people ideally, but still like if you want a handful of really dedicated clients. Yeah. You don't want to get overwhelmed either though. I've been, in that position where it's overwhelming, you have too many orders and shit. It, it gets hectic as fuck. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's not like you're making $2,000, you know, artwork. It's like you have yeah. a, a life too outside of yeah, your work. Exactly. <laughs> but I mean, Hey, you, you make some pretty dope shit. I mean, I like Thanks, a, man. Thanks, man. I, try. I feel like, I feel like we started the, the last episode yanking each other's chain. There, there was a something. What so carrying on? There was something that we were going to talk about on the last podcast that we actually never got around to, and it's probably for the best because I feel like that brand of content would last a lot longer than to be just a fifteen twenty minute segment of one podcast. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what segment or what what subject would that be, Shane? Uh, I mean, extraterrestrial activity on the planet Earth and elsewhere. <laughs> okay damn hey that was good huh that was good yeah that, that was it you hit it <laughs> i mean it, it i i don't want to have the normal conversation again where it's just oh yeah somebody saw something on their phone or oh yeah this was this no i want to know really like what do we know is actually going the fuck on what is public information right now about because i mean okay there's a lot of stuff that's real but there's a lot of stuff that is fake you see online you see articles it's just like the same regurgitated something and the headline but there's a lot of stuff that is real a lot of the stuff that you post i assume and you know some people might give you thirty thousand reasons why none of it is real some of the stuff that you post makes me think damn i need to get to the bottom of this which fortunately for me i'd have a friend particularly who does spend a significant amount mm -hmm. of time <laughs> digging into that realm of things. I'm sure that you would even say that you are not right about everything and you would encourage everyone to look up most of the, most of this information is probably oh, yeah, for sure. something that anyone could be privy to if they took the time to invest, yeah. immerse well, themselves. Been, yeah. Well, I've been doing this for a really long time now. This is probably one of my most passionate things. Uh, because I think it's such an interesting subject and I think it's so important for humanity as a whole at, for life. I, I think it's so important. Um, but yeah, this is something that I, I really sink my nose in too deep, um, and try to get facts. I, I don't want conspiracy theories. I don't want eyewitness testimony. It, I, I want right. factual evidence. I want facts, evidence, proof. I want the real data. I, I don't want uh, YouTube videos at three in the morning. <laughs> right. I want right. the real deal shit. And it, it, there's so much evidence that it's overwhelming. Um, when, when you talk about this, one of the, the first things people say is they say, Oh, really? Yeah, I'm sure. Okay, bro. Where's the evidence, bro? Yeah. Where's the, how come every video is a potato quality video of something in the sky? <laughs> and then you don't know what, how come it's all that, bro? You're fucking stupid. If you think that's the evidence, you've clearly not looked into it. You've clearly not actually studied the subject. Um, right. 
there the the amount of evidence is overwhelming. What do you want? What do you want? Because it's there. Radar data, videos, photos, whatever document, whatever you want, it's there. The actual real deal shit is there. Stuff that's not potato quality videos of some amateur <laughs> cell phone. There, there's real deal shit. You just yeah. don't know where to look, apparently, or you've never seen it. Yeah. Um, something um, George Knapp said um, was facts don't cease to exist purely because they're ignored. Just Man. because you ignore the facts doesn't mean they don't exist. So if anyone would say or suggest that this isn't real or that this is uh, some something in, insinuating that it's not real, right? you just don't have the facts. You do not have the facts. Um, and that's, that's what I would say. And, uh, but yeah, where, where would you like to go with that? <laughs> Dude, I, I, I just, I, I admire the way that, what was that quote that you just used? Oh, um, facts don't cease to exist purely because they're ignored. Damn. You know, for a second there, I thought you were about to say a Ben Shapiro quote. No. <laughs> ben Shapiro, Ben Shapiro says facts don't care about your feelings. Oh, yep. But True. that's pretty, pretty much similar to, you know, it's in the same line of, uh, dialogue, I imagine. It is. Oh, man. That's, that's a really good point. And I think that that leads, I mean, that's, with that, with that, you know, logic, we have things that have happened recently or, okay, the things that have apparently happened a while ago, uh, you know, I, I, maybe me and you briefly mentioned Bob Lazar on the last episode. I don't know, but both of us, I, you know a lot more about Bob Lazar than I do, but I know basically what, you know, typical bros would know about. You know what I'm saying? I, I've heard what Joe Rogan has said about him. I watched his document or I listened to him on Joe Rogan and yeah. I watched that documentary they put out on him or whatever. And I think yeah. that that shit about him having some kind of a uh, molecule, not molecule or, you know, Oh, element element. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There okay. Well, I'm not going to go. Okay. So out of respect for Bob, I'm not going <laughs> to go too far into that but I, I can go over the brief stuff um i don't i don't believe i'm in a position whoops my alarm here i don't believe yeah. i'm in a position to uh talk about certain stuff regarding the element 115 um but yeah we can go over that for sure i mean there's so much more though than bob lazar bob lazar is just a very 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 small piece right of this puzzle there there's so many people just like him that people don't know about Bob is just one of many. So why why is it that something like this wouldn't be more, you know, like why is it not more mainstream? Like I feel like it's all there. Like everything just – I mean even the basic stuff about aliens. Is it just because people stay at the base layer and they don't dig any deeper? Well, I believe it's, it's a mixture of a couple – or a lot of things, not just a couple things. Well, I think there's basic human denial. People think it's a joke. It's been ridiculed. There's there's a stigma about it. Everybody or the, the majority of people believe, and it's been thought of for a long time, that, oh, if you believe in UFO or you, quote, believe, if you believe or you study or look into UFOs or your news channel and you cover UFO stuff, um you're a clown. You're you're crazy. You're you're a drug addict. You're not wrapped too tight. Um, that's a, that's the stigma about it. There are, it is very rare, far and few in between. You will find any demographic of people that don't 
you know, uh, look down upon people who are like aliens, bro. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like people usually just, there's, I mean, there's very few people that are like encouraging you, look, you should go and find the way, you know, or like you should go figure out what the hell is going on with these aliens. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a real thing, man. Um, I, I'm not going to go as far to say anything about beings. Um, but we, we definitely have actual data on vehicles that seem to be flying in our skies that aren't any man-made object. No, no country, no man-made deal. Um, no country has claimed it. Um, it, it's not the way they operate. Um, the, the acceleration, the propulsion, the maneuvers that these craft seem to be doing are, are, would be physically impossible for any man-made technology to produce right now. Um, yeah, going from a standstill to 5,000 miles an hour in instant acceleration, immediate acceleration and making a right hand turn while going 500 or 5,000 miles an hour, any man-made object would be ripped to pieces or any person on the inside due to inertia in the way gravity works would be a liquid on the walls on the inside. You would be dead. You, you, you could not withstand those G forces. You yeah. would die immediately. So <laughs> that right there, just, there's just little things that, that say in stone, this, this cannot be a man-made object or any current man-made technology. And this is not something that's been happening recently. This is something that's been happening since recorded human history. There is reports of this going back to the 1900s, 1800s, 1700s, 1600s. It just keeps going. We, we, we don't, you can say whatever you want to say. It's a drone. It's this, it's that. It's not. It's fucking not. This has been happening for so long. And, and, and the implications of that, I, I don't know. Yeah, man, that's crazy. I, I don't know what that means for, for us or, or about human life or I, that's, that's, that's why I study this because I think it's so interesting. There's more questions than answers. Right. Oh, of course. I mean, I would, I would say like, I mean, not to, not that this would just be the, uh, I will like, but if they've been doing that for so long, like why would we, would we necessarily be like in fear of it now? I guess it's more curiosity than fear. Yeah. I don't think we're in fear of it. Um, I don't think we're in fear of it at all. Um, Yeah. We have uh, certain programs that are in place now that are admitted. The Pentagon is admitting that they've been studying this for a long time and that they've been taking this serious for a long time. Um, Project Blue Book in 1952 um, was a report that they did um, on UFO sightings. Uh, there was thousands of UFO sightings. People see these with their own eyes. This is not some some thing you see on the phone. People see this. Thousands of people seeing this, and, and and not just the same thing. This this would be all over. This is not something that just happened in the United States. This is something that happens all over the world. And yeah. this this goes back really far. This is not something that's recent. Um, and and it was 1952. Yeah, uh, Project Blue Book, and that was a study on ufo sightings to to see the credibility of the sightings um 
And, and basically the Air Force, I believe it was the Air Force, it was the Navy, they tried to write it off as it was swamp gas or the majority of sightings were misidentifications, which the majority of them were. Uh, the majority of sightings today are misidentifications. Um, the things that people see in the sky, 99% of the times, are, are, are some type of man-made object, a satellite, a plane, something being misidentified. Um, however, there are times when people see stuff and it's not a man-made object, and there is no explanation. Um, so we, the U.S. government alone has been looking into this for so long, and they've been taking this serious. They, they, they try to write it off as if it's a joke or they're not taking it serious or you're a kook if you believe in this. or if you, in, in World War II, I believe it was World War II or World, I think it was both, they, they would have these things called Foo Fighters. That, that's where that term came from, Foo Fighters. These fighter pilots would see these craft, follow them, and be beside them and in proximity of them all the fucking time. And they called them Foo Fighters. <laughs> wow. There's been direct interaction for a long time. Um, I, I don't have the answers for it, but this has been happening for a long time. And recently, I believe it was 2017, um, the ATIP program was made public, um, Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. Um, that was formed in 2007, made public in 2017. Um, Lou Elizondo uh, headed that program. And that was, once again, the U.S. government looking into UFOs in a serious manner. And they have came to the same conclusions that we have. And they're starting. it's starting to become public now. The Pentagon has admitted that this is real. I'm not telling you this is real. Your own government is telling you this is real. This is real. This is not weather balloons. This is real deal shit. And we're trying to learn as much about it as we can. Man. It's like, what do you, how do you deal like, not you specifically, but like, okay, what do you think that these, like, what do you think that, that, that do you have any speculations on what you think it could be? Sure. I can, I can give you my speculation, my opinion. Sure. Uh, sure. I, I, I would, okay. I would like to hear that. I mean, or just talk okay. about it. Let's just sure. I it. mean, uh, based on all the evidence that I've seen, um, over the years, uh, <laughs> my opinion, um, and this is, Based on everything that I've seen, even firsthand with my own eyes. Right. Um, if you feel, oh, by the way, if there's any of these subjects or anything within these subjects you feel like you should harp on, by all means. So I'm just asking questions and you divulge for sure, or whatever. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Well, I mean, my uh, personal opinion is that these are vehicles from somewhere else. Based on all the data, based on all the evidence, they have to be. Based on people who have worked in these projects, that is what this is. It, it has to be this. I don't see – I, I personally don't see any other explanation for this. These are vehicles that are coming from somewhere else and, and visiting planet, here. Yeah, off-planet. I, I mean not from planet Earth. These are vehicles coming from – I'm assuming another solar system, another galaxy. Um, why? 
I don't know. Well, I have theories. We have theories. I don't know. That's the million dollar question. Um, and if anybody tells you they know why, they're lying. They, they, and if anybody tells you they know all about this or they know everything about it, they know why they're here or this or this or that, they're fucking lying. You're lying. Yeah. N- nobody knows. Nobody knows. Um, no, nobody that we know. That's for sure. Yeah. But we, we have some, some good hints, um, such as Bob Lazar. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for those of you that, that don't know who Bob Lazar is, Bob Lazar is a scientist, physicist, uh, propulsion expert. Um, that was hired in 1989 to reverse engineer the propulsion system of what turned out to be an extraterrestrial vehicle, a flying saucer in quotes, flying saucer. Um, and they, they made a little bit of progress. We learned as much as we could about how the propulsion system works. And um, it, it's wild. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, that story goes so deep um we can't even we can't even begin to cover it on this podcast yeah but if you would like into yeah if you you would like to look into it um i would suggest uh, you can go on youtube and and type in the joe rogan podcast with bob lazar type in a joe rogan bob lazar interview watch that go to netflix uh type in bob lazar area 51 and flying saucers um watch the new documentary that just came out by james fox called the phenomenon absolutely amazing documentary um you can watch unacknowledged by dr stephen greer uh you can watch close encounters of the fifth kind by dr stephen greer absolutely amazing um the emphasis on fifth was top notch yeah uh (laughs) absolutely uh, lots of amazing documentaries you can watch however also understand that the majority of information surrounding this topic is bullshit. Um, you can go ahead and say 90% of the information surrounding this topic is bullshit. Um, it, it's crazy people, lies, exaggerators, uh, fast book artists, what, whatever you want to say. The majority of it is bullshit. Uh, but however, there's about five to 10% of this that is the real deal. And it's very hard to find. And, uh, but when you do find it, it's absolutely amazing. Um, the verified real deal facts is, is what I'm talking about specifically. Yeah. They are, uh, they are out there. I mean, is it possible? Do you think that they're coming and going or do you think they've been here? Or do you have uh, I, any I, thoughts on that? Yeah. Well, I, th- I, th- I personally think they're coming and going. I don't, I don't think they would stay here. I, uh, I think this is more complex than we can understand. I think this is a, a bigger picture that we're, we're not going to be able to understand right now. Um, as Bob Lazar said, uh, working on the propulsion system, it was like dropping off an iPhone in the caveman days and saying, we're going to need more of these or trying to figure out how an iPhone works when you're a caveman. Yeah. It, it, you, there's only so much you can do. Um, we're very far behind. Uh, so we can assume that these civilizations are probably what? I mean, five, five, just say 5,000 years ahead of us. Look at what we've accomplished in the last two, 300 years. Everything that you know, phones, cars, internet, it, computers, everything. That's just in the last 200 years. 
Yeah. Imagine just the civilization civilization that had a, a five thousand year head start. Just five thousand years. Yeah. Imagine the technology that they have. We it would be unrecognizable. It would look like magic to us. It yeah. would it would look like magic. Um so you got you gotta think about it, just what we've accomplished the last two hundred years. Any civilization that's ahead of us, I mean when people say that you can't, you'll hear you hear scientists or or some people say, "Oh, you can't travel through space because it's too far," or, or they couldn't. It couldn't possibly be a civilization from another galaxy. It, it, the, the space is too, just too far. Yeah, um, if you're traveling in a linear mode, if you were traveling in a linear mode with rockets or uh, just typical man-made propulsion, of course it'd be impossible. Um, but as Bob. And then found out through studying the vehicle and the propulsion system, they seem to work by creating a distortion in gravity. Um, and if you can bend gravity, you can do anything. It, it, some people say it's like uh, time travel and all this shit. That's not what it is. It's not anything like that. that that's it, it's not that. It's it's literally just distorting the gravity wave. And if you can distort gravity, a byproduct of distorting gravity is you're distorting the space and you're distorting time. So if you can distort gravity, you could travel long distances in a small amount of time. Um, yeah. You can ask any scientist that, any mainstream scientist, they'll tell you. Uh, any any mainstream scientist will tell you that we're not alone. Um it, it's a certainty. Uh, quote from Neil deGrasse Tyson. Uh, if you just run the numbers, it is a certainty that we are not alone and the universe is teeming with life. Um, it, it would be, it, I, I can't explain how ignorant and egotistical and arrogant it would be for anyone to suggest that we're the only beings in the universe. There are over 2 billion stars. In each galaxy. Yeah. There's over just, there's over 2 trillion observable galaxies alone. So, sorry, did I say 2 billion planets? Sorry. I meant 200 billion planets. And the, <laughs> there's over 200 billion planets estimate in each galaxy. There's over 200 billion in the Milky Way alone. Uh, there's over 2 trillion observable galaxies. So, I think a quote, the quote was, there's for every grain of sand on Earth, it's estimated that there is another Earth-like planet capable of sustaining life the way that we know it, the way we currently know it. So if you think about that, every grain of sand on Earth, every grain of sand, yeah, that's a lot. there's another Earth-like planet out there. And that's just, just the way like, that we it know. It seems like infinity. Yeah, it 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 is. It, I don't believe that there's a, a beginning or an end. I think it's just kind of kind of infinite. It like okay, dialing it back a little bit. Does it bother you at all that we're surrounded by a bunch of dead planets? It, it as far as what in in our little solar system, in our yeah. little small pocket? No, yeah. it doesn't. No, <laughs> I mean. Well, I guess what I'm thinking to myself too, like maybe we were a dead planet at one point in time too. 
Well, maybe that, we- that would go into a big conversation about how life <laughs> originated and all this stuff. Like, so there's only so much or so far we could go with that, or it's going to go down a lot more rabbit holes. Yeah. And Darwin is God himself. Darwin, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> Darwin's the great experimenter. He created the entire universe. I, I'm not even going to go there. I'm kidding. <laughs> Just so it's abundantly clear. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, man. That's nuts to think about. Like, because you, if you, okay. To me, I have a feeling like aliens or whatever beings from another planet or from another galaxy or whatever. Uh, not, I'm not saying whatever to be dismissive. I'm just saying, yeah, for the lack of a better term. Uh, like they would come here. It's like, I would, uh, me personally, I would be like, well, how do you, can we even communicate with these people at all? Are these beings? Well, there's, there's theories. There's, um, there's encounters of, uh, I believe, I think it's the fourth kind of where people have encountered these beings. People's in, encountered these beings. And time and time again, we hear reports of something to do with telepathic communication. Um, if you would think, if you thought about it, uh, what if there was a better way to communicate than making random noises with our mouth? What if there, what if I could transfer to you, um, all the information I want you to know through a telepathic type communication. So I can kind of pop the thought into your brain. Sure. Like, um, like Neuralink. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's where but, I was going to go. That, that, um, that school of thought, I mean, before Neuralink too, though. I mean, I understand what you're saying. Well, yeah, no, here's the thing. Uh, that's the theory on how their crafts work, on how their crafts work, how they operate their crafts. Is there some type of consciousness and telepathic interlink um, in between the two? Yeah. Because if you, if you look at it, just what we're doing now with Neuralink and Elon Musk's uh, shit, you can think to your computer. And turn it on. You can think to your phone and type a message. You can yeah. think to it. Imagine that technology times 200. Or, or 5,000. <laughs> exactly. It. I believe that there wouldn't be – I feel like you wouldn't have to have a physical input anymore. You could just kind of think to it. Um, and, and their their brains or cranular vault seems to be a lot bigger than ours. So, I mean, that would suggest their brain is a lot bigger. And apparently, if they're coming from galaxies far away from here, I think they're a lot further ahead than us. If they figured out how to distort gravity, they're a lot smarter than us. They are a million times smarter than us. You'll see people arguing for sure about how – oh, if if I was active on Twitter, they'd kill you for that uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson quote. They hate Neil deGrasse Tyson on Twitter. Oh, I'm sure. They say he's a fr- he's a fraud. Well, that was just a quote. I mean, you can look at any scientist and, and talk about that. I mean, they'll tell you the same thing. It, it's yeah. a certainty. It's a certainty that we're not alone. Right. Uh, I, I was just saying something uh, before I was interrupted myself by saying that about Neil deGrasse Tyson. I don't remember what I was saying, though. I was saying yes. I was on something, but... Yes, recent, but recently, have you noticed um, in the news everywhere, you've seen UFOs in the news nonstop. Yes. Have you? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's all over the news right now. And and what's funny is people the only are sharing thing, it every day on Facebook yeah, or something. Yeah. You know. The only thing that's making the news is the stuff Jeremy Corbell has posted 
and um, yeah, every stuff from the Pentagon. Every picture has his name on it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, Jeremy's a good dude. I, I've talked to Jeremy many times. He's a good dude. Um, oh, sweet. Yeah. So here's the thing. Um, he's posted some really good content that news channels have picked up um, yeah. that he's got from fighter pilots and, and other people. And the Pentagon has released stuff officially too now. Um, so just example, um, I want you to tell me what uh, technology that we have can come from 80,000 feet to 10 feet above the water in one second, in less than one second. So fighter pilots and warships are picking this up on radar and FLIR and every other type of source that you can think of. Um, these objects are coming in from above 80,000 feet. That's almost space. And that's the scan volume of the SPY-1 radar, 80,000 feet. And these objects are going from 80,000 feet to 10 feet above the water in less than one second, in less than one second. And that's the scan swoop of the radar is about one second. It could have been instant. It could have been instantly. And this is something that continues to keep happening. This is not something that happened once or twice. This happens almost every day. And this is something that's happening all around the world. This is not something that only happens here. This happens everywhere. What what can go from 80,000 feet to 10 feet above the water in a second without killing and demolishing everything, demolishing the craft, killing whoever's on board? The only way you could do that is if you were able to distort gravity and negate or completely make the effects of inertia invalid. Inertia would no longer affect you. Inertia would no longer have any effect on the craft or the occupants of the craft. It's like no clip cheat on a PC game. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you can go through walls and shit. And shit. Yeah, um, obviously yeah. this is a way bigger deal than going through walls, but that's just, I mean, yeah. And the, the thing is, this is undescribable. This undescribable. is official. This is official. This isn't civilian reports. These are official reports from the Pentagon. Your own government is telling you this. This is not a conspiracy theory. This isn't Bubba on his farm in 1950 saying, 1957 saying he saw. Something that looked like a flying saucer going across the the sky real quick. <laughs> it's this, like this, it's like, but to tell you the truth, Bubba might not have been fucking lying. <laughs> he might, yeah, exactly. He might have been one hundred percent for real. This this might not have been a delusion or an illusion. This might have been the real deal. Man, yeah, I, I just think this is so much more. There's so much more to this than we could ever really grasp i believe right now this 2021 I, I think we're barely starting to get a hold of this barely <laughs> so barely. you don't necessarily think that the well what do you think about the pentagon you think whatever if they did actually release which i don't think they're going to release everything but if they did release everything do you think they know like the answer to all that shit all of this stuff mm, absolutely not no but that goes back to people who's worked in these programs like bob yeah um so the way that job was handled and the way that program was handled is his job was specifically 
to try to figure out how the propulsion system itself worked. He could not ask questions about where they came from, where they got them, or anything to do with that. He could only talk to his partner, Barry, his lab partner. They worked on a buddy system. And the information was so compartmentalized, he said it basically would kill all progress of trying to move this forward because they're so overwhelmed and so are so worried about security that they're shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah. We can't learn more about this because they're so worried about security and so worried about this getting out. And that comes back to your question. Uh, what, what do we think they know or what do they know and why won't they make this public? Why is this such a top secret deal? Why? Yeah. And there's a few theories on that. Um, yeah, there's definitely a few theories on it. One <laughs> is, I, I believe, and Bob has said this, Jeremy said this, Georgia said this, weaponization is one of them. Um, if, if you have this technology, whoever figures this out first wins. Whoever the fuck can figure out how to control gravity can do anything. All the shit that's in science fiction becomes real that afternoon. And that's to quote Bob Lazar. If you can figure out how to control that, you win. Um, You wouldn't want just anybody to have this technology. And you certainly wouldn't want other countries or your enemies to know that you have anything to do with this or that you have this technology or that you're studying it or what facts you do have or might not have you wouldn't want anyone to know um so i believe that that's probably a big part of the security if you tell the american people you're also telling your enemies and we're at a state where we still kill each other we still blow each other up we still do stupid shit we're not at full peace yet i don't believe we're able to responsibly handle such a high technology i don't i don't believe we're responsible enough for that yet well Um, i think it's pretty safe to say that there are uh, a large portion of people that are in power that want nothing but more of that yeah for sure but here's that's my concern is those people becoming responsible for yeah that type of i mean you already see how they i mean a little bit off topic but how they're playing games talking shit about nuking people now like like yeah. they, there's media in uh, China saying that if if the Americans make them inve- investigate the Wuhan lab leak, that they're gonna uh, they're gonna start raining hell or some shit on uh, the Navy. But like it was like a media outlet, so it wasn't the government saying it. But it's like you know the government runs everything there, so it's one of those kind of things. It's a little bit off topic, but. Obviously, to your point, we're not at peace or responsible with weapons. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I, I think I'm just saying. That's like, yeah, yeah. I forgot what I was going to say, but oh, I remember now. Okay. Well, I was going to say that there, there's people that um, have brought this to light. We'll say that even the president himself. Is not briefed past a certain point on this matter. Not even the president himself has 
what would be called a need to know clearance. He does not have a need to know. He is just considered a temporary employee. He does not have a need to know. So if he were to inquire about it or ask questions about it, they would tell him basic little stuff. They're not going to tell him stuff like what Bob got to see or touch or, or, or anything. Oh, Hey, yeah, we have a, we, we, we have um, some extraterrestrial vehicles. Um, we have them here in this secure location. We're having them analyzed and we're trying to figure it out. They're, they're not going to tell the president or anyone in Congress or anything like anything like that ever. Yeah. The only people who would ever get anywhere close to that would be people who would be in a position to know people who would be working on the project. Yeah. Um, every, everyone thinks that somebody else knows something about it. Yeah, exactly. It's somebody like, th- it's, yeah. it's like, oh, well, it's not for me to know. I guess somebody knows, you know, it's like, I mean, do you think you become a senator or something? It's like, I, pff, I don't know absolutely anything about not. aliens. You would, yeah, absolutely not. People like the general at the bottom level, I guess the public would think people like the president know. Right, exactly. Yeah, but and he these doesn't. people are the biggest. The, these people are the biggest people at swinging like uh, secrets. So they have no problem with you know feeding what they want to to the president about that kind of stuff. And yeah, exactly. They'll be like, yeah. yeah, this is what we know. And you know, if we ever find something out, we'll keep you updated every 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 week. We'll send you a you know a log of what we're up to. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but they're not going to tell him shit. They're and, not going. And he's not going to read it because he's got way bigger things to read. Because they're just. Yeah. Filling them up with some bullshit that's not that exciting. Absolutely, yeah. The, this this information is so sensitive. The majority of people are not going to know about it. it. It's in what's called USAPs, unacknowledged special access programs. Um, you're not going to know about it unless you have a need to know, uh, and and that's it. If if you don't have a need to know, you're not going to know shit about it. Uh, right. But people who have worked in these programs have came forward with the evidence and proof to back up every single thing that they're saying and told us about it. Um, it's absolutely mind boggling. Um, just like the Bob Lazar shit. I literally have a 40 gigabyte folder on evidence and stuff dealing with Bob Lazar, (laughs) 40 gigs, 40 gigs, 40 gigs. And I have the proof too. (laughs) I have the evidence and the proof. And if you look deep enough, for long enough, you will find the proof that Bob Lazar is telling the truth. And when you figure that out, it's kind of game changing. It's kind, it kind of really changes your perspective. And uh, <laughs> it's not just something also when, when you see it in person, when you see it with your own eyes, it's, it's a lot different than just seeing it on a video or seeing right. a photo of it. It's, it's, it's a lot different. I've seen it with my own eyes. People I've been with, we've we've all seen it together. Not a misidentification. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, example, um, I don't think you can misidentify a glowing orange craft, seamless, coming above you, coming in super fucking fast, stopping on a dime above you. Not not. I'm not talking about abducting me or anything like that. Right. I'm stopping above you, and then zipping straight making a right hand turn and going up into space i've seen that with my own eyes i've seen it with my own eyes you cannot tell me that was a satellite or a plane or a drone or a man man-made object it's it's physically impossible we do not have anything on earth that can do that we don't so what what is it what is it 
it <laughs> sounds like some pretty crazy shit. I mean, and everybody, everybody has a story. Everybody has a story. If you if you ask somebody, hey, have you ever seen a UFO? Sometimes, most of the time, they'll say yeah. But if they say no, you can guarantee that somebody in their family has their mom, their dad, their grandma, somebody in their family has seen something, and, and, no, one, it, and no one believes them. Yeah, and there's thousands. I would probably say millions. Of reports of this, there are th- hundreds of thousands of videos of this. And it's every- like, it's like it goes back to what you were saying earlier in the beginning of the conversation when you were saying, like this percentage of it is bullshit. <laughs> it's like there a lot of Absolutely, it is bullshit, yeah. but the, still the percentage of it that is real shit is yep. fucking phenomenal yep. and crazy. Yeah. Let's say let's say there's a let's say there's a thousand UFO videos, and nine hundred and ninety nine of them are bullshit. It only takes one of them being real for this to be vindicated and be real. It only takes <laughs> yeah. one. It only takes one. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah. You know what I, always, I was about to say? You know what always gets me whenever you see like those videos and it's like where people will debunk stuff. Yeah. And it's like. Okay, like I've never even seen say uh, the say the video that he's debunking. It's like I've never even seen the video, but it's like okay, I just happened to land on this cruising through YouTube, and it's like okay, like this looks like, and he's like, yeah, see, this was edited, video edited, blah 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 blah, and it's like not every one of these videos look like it looks like he might be full of shit. Like I'm like I don't think that what you're pointing out here. Not, I mean, not some of them. It's like he points it out and it's obviously fake. But some of them, I'm like, dude, I don't actually know if you're debunking this. Like you think you are. It's like this looks like some pretty something pretty real and pretty bizarre. And uh like maybe if it is fake, then this isn't the way that it's fake. Does that make sense? Absolutely, yeah. There, there's debunkers and, and skeptics everywhere, and it's good to be skeptical. Skeptical. It's good to be skeptical because there's so much bullshit. You remember, there's so much bullshit. Ninety percent of this is bullshit, so it's good to be skeptical. Right. But you can't. There's those debunkers that try to fucking debunk everything, and uh. like <laughs> just like the um the the Navy and Pentagon videos that were just released. You you can't debunk those because those were officially from navy fighter pilots i know one of the dudes who saw this i know one of them i I, this dude is not lying to me these are credible observers these are professional high-ranking military men they they don't have a reason to lie these are not crazy people (laughs) there's people with nuclear that handle nuclear weapons have have top secret clearance that come forward and risk their career Saying and reporting that they've seen this shit, it, it, it this, um, the majority of it may be bullshit, but there's a certain percentage of percentage of it that's not. It, right, that's a fact. I mean, that's a fact. Right, but yeah, something uh something else I wanted to talk about. Well, were you uh done with what you were saying previously? I think so. Okay, we're kind of all over the place. We're not on a specific. Yeah. Out here, so. Well, yeah. Well, I believe you were just talking. We were discussing again about how a percentage of it is real and a percentage of it is fake. <laughs> a large percent of it is fake, but you know, you can go shuffle through and find a bunch of fool's gold, but you're going to find that nugget eventually. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but something I also wanted to get to ask you about was, like, 
Okay, so come to find out, you know, extraterrestrial beings from other worlds, uh, you know, far away, possibly. Um, and, you know, we ruled out the uh, the possibility of it being interdimensional. I mean, or, you know, like different dimensions. Like, let's just say that that's not an option. <laughs> yeah, from thing. everything, yeah, from everything that, that I've learned about this and, and other people's learned, I think we've ruled that out, ruled that out. I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's interdimensional. I don't think it's coming from another dimension because there's no reason for it to come. Everything that's happening, this dimension supports it. I don't, it doesn't need to come from another dimension. Right. Well, and see, I'm, I'm of the, and I could just be being simple minded, but you know, obviously, quantum theory and shit has been a hot topic lately. And that's one thing that they always talk about is uh, like interdimensional travel and like what could be happening in alternate universes. And that, but there's people who they speak in it as it is actual absolutes. And I don't, I just don't know if like I can even, if I'm willing to accept that. Cause to me, it doesn't, I'm not saying that they're wrong when they talk about, I'm not specifically referring to aliens, but to explain how I'm thinking about it though, is I don't think that this same thing is happening right now, but I'm just saying something else. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think that that's happening somewhere. Yeah. Now, I mean, well, that's random. I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> well, they just say stuff like that because it's like, because it's like, there's more dimensions. I don't know. I don't understand how that stuff works, but that's what I was going to say. I don't think that there's aliens that are jumping from, alternate dimensions in that such of a way that are coming here like that. Yeah, like, I, believe sure. I, think, I think, yeah, I think that's beyond extraterrestrial. <laughs> I think that's like surpassing their level. Like I, I don't, why, but for what, why would that this universe per- perfectly supports everything that, that we're seeing. Right. So how do, how are we jumping from extraterrestrials to interdimensional beings i I think that's a whole nother category i think think it's people bunch them together that's what i was about to say i think it's two different ideas that have just somehow there's become a uh you know a a school of thought i guess or you know i don't want to say a a demographic of people but it is uh and fringe sounds pretty uh offensive these days but there are there is a school of thought of people who think in that way you know that that, that's like that that's their possibility for aliens like this is the idea i choose to adhere to or subscribe to is that they come from alternate dimensions as opposed to a galaxy far far away you said that's what you you would no, 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 no. I'm, don't. I'm saying I don't think that. I'm just saying oh, there are yeah. people that subscribe to that. Like that has oh, yeah. to be their way that they, you know, believe. And to, yeah. to me, it just seems way much more like a, uh, I don't know, like that as a scientist version or a, a quantum theorist version of religion, you know, to think that that's a thing. But the, the aliens is one thing, but they think that about, you know, in general, that that exists somewhere. But the aliens and the quantum theory of or whatever that is of multiple universes, multi the multiverse, 
they put it together. And when they put it together is it just makes it sound even crazier to me. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't, I'm not saying that the people are crazy. I'm just saying like the idea sounds nuts. The whole multi-universe thing to me sounds nuts. But then when you put aliens into the mix as well, it doesn't make sense. It's like, to me, it would make more sense that something came from multiple galaxies away and and showed up here somehow for whatever reason, which is irrelevant to the conversation. But as opposed to somebody going like interstellar and Matthew McConaughey being on the other side of the bookshelf and breaking through, you know, whatever that just doesn't, which I don't think he breaks through, but (laughs) yeah, I get what you're saying, but I, I, I understand that fully because I think what people do is they're, they're so uneducated on the topic that they don't know how to decipher extraterrestrial shit from interdimensional shit. And they kind of just bunch it all together. And yeah. it, <laughs> I don't think that's what it is at all. Um, yeah. I mean, you but yeah, I think there is. scientists saying that, but yeah. there are quantum theorists that would probably be like, well, I'm so sold on quantum theory and the way that this works that they've got to be from, you know, which still probably to your point about them not being very knowledgeable on the subject of extraterrestrials from otherworldly planets that they probably are just like, well, this is obviously a possibility here as well, you know, like with this subject. Yeah. I mean, well, if you, if you want to speak about if if you want to speak about that specific part about the traveling, if you, if you just make it easy for you, fucking go investigate the Bob Lazar story, understand the science of how the crafts work. After you understand the science of how the crafts work, it all begins to make sense. And you go, Oh, oh, yeah, that does make sense. Okay, yeah, so that's that's how that works. Okay, yeah, and then it starts to make sense. Um, that's I, I don't think people coming from other galaxies requires interdimensional travel. I, 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 I that sounds kind of stupid to me. Yeah, well, I was gonna say to be fair, to be fair, and I guess to respect of the people who think that way, it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that it's not possible in your way of thinking, or their way of thinking. It's like, but that's not what's happening. What we have here right now, it's like you know, if if people can find a way to to travel through dimensions, then okay, good for them. But that's not what's happening right now, you know, or yes. that's not what's going on with the information that we have, or you know, or it just doesn't that doesn't compute there's no proof of that right yeah now. i mean we can speculate and have theories <laughs> that's where it goes into conspiracy theory and shit and i'm not with that i'm yeah. i'm with the shit that we have actual evidence <laughs> and factual right. data on well and what i where i was going with that before well before i even got off on starting to talk about the multiverse uh what do you think what do you think you know we find out these you know they comes out and it's actually that they, they decide to tell us everything and then even to the point where one of them tries to communicate with us and like we find out that they're messaging us messaging with us or just communicating with us and all they're saying is oh we just were here you know observing you know it wasn't you know nothing malicious we're glad we came taking some corn but we're gonna you know we might come back and visit and stuff and it becomes a thing where they normally visit us <laughs> and they're yeah, just well, here doing yeah. research like yeah, something well, simple mean, like that what would it do for religion well here's the thing um we can go into that off podcast, um, yeah. specifically that, that topic. Yeah. Um, but I, I would, I'm going to go ahead and say, um, I'm not giving context here. So this is out of context, but yeah, I, I I'm going to go ahead and, and 
put my money on it that none, nothing about them are, are malicious in any way. It's not malicious in any way. Um, if anything, it's here for research study and the same thing w- that we would do if we went to other planets. We'd be gathering data and analyzing and, and, and learning as much as we can. I believe yeah. that they would probably be doing the same thing. Um, <laughs> but yeah. And, uh, the, the implications on religion. Uh, I've thought about that too. Um, and I've, I feel like a lot of this could play into the reason of why they don't release the information is because if you just look at the way people acted during fucking coronavirus, yeah. people fucking acted ridiculous over a virus. What do you think people would do? <laughs> when it's actually confirmed that extraterrestrials are, are visiting Earth for whatever reason, they Do would you, lose their fucking shit. You know they would say religion. Would just pe- yeah. Kill themselves. Like people would just. Yeah. Because, well, people, they would think that religion is, uh, or everything that they've learned their entire life is wrong and religion is all wrong and, and, uh, God doesn't exist and this is wrong. No. I've thought about this for a long time. <laughs> um, yeah. those exact questions. That doesn't mean God doesn't exist. That doesn't mean any of that. that this all works together. I, I don't, I think we're just a little incorrect. I think that's all it is. We're just a little incorrect in our knowledge base on this. I, I mean, I also think to, I think to myself too, I mean, just from, you know, I'm spitballing here really, but I mean, Anything, let's just say, let's just take Christianity. Anything that it says is just referring to this world. It doesn't really say that necessarily God didn't make other planets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I'm exactly. saying? That, maybe they just didn't know. I mean, you could still be right. I mean, that's just me entertaining. I wouldn't consider myself like a evangelical Christian or anything, but I'm just saying like, it doesn't necessarily just, talk, I mean, I don't know. I don't know the Bible from front to front to back, but it doesn't totally just disregard everything or even Islam. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it says anything in there about like, Oh, well look there for a fact, there is nothing else outside of your planet. You know, like, I don't yeah, know. exactly. I, I think, um, I, I think the Bible and, and all of that is kind of just like reference material. And, uh, there's a lot of really good stuff in there. And, yeah. uh, but I don't think we should take all of that as factual. This is the way it is. And there is no other way. Right. I think that's just kind of like a rough little guidebook. And I don't think you should really put your thumb on that. I think there's a lot more to be learned. Um, and yeah, we, we just have so much more to learn. So I can't really speculate on that stuff. Sure. Yeah. But I mean, back to, you know, and I said religion, but I mean, you just think about in general, like, like think about that moment where everyone realizes where it's like, oh my God, like, I mean, if obviously in today's day and age, there'd be a large portion of people who would assume it was fake. I mean, it would be very difficult for, to, for you to just get it up in the air. Hey, um, aliens are real. It's like, okay, look guys, I mean, there's a large portion of the internet. Like, I'm just being real, trying to be realistic for the sake of the conversation. Yeah. I mean, most of us would be like, holy shit. I mean, I guess it would all be in the delivery, you know? If, like, a fleet of ships covered the entire planet, we'd probably lose our fucking minds. But, like, I don't foresee something like that transpiring. It's like, yeah, well, I mean, they're here every day, though. (laughs) Every day. 
yeah there's hundreds I'm just of videos like, of that but i mean like i empire I think, from like star wars or something yeah i don't think it would be approached like that it would never be approached like that they would never approach us like that i don't think like people say all the time oh okay well i'll believe it when they land on the white house lawn or they <laughs> land here and they're like what's up they hop out and they're like what's up yeah we're real what's up like that would never happen why would they approach us like that why why would that ever that that's so stupid that's just dumb as fuck like they would never approach us like that i mean i I don't think so either i'm just saying like that's what some you know some people people some people are just and especially in today's day and age it's like if trump walked out on the front lawn with the aliens people wouldn't believe it if biden walked out on the front lawn with aliens people wouldn't believe it you know what i'm saying like this people are gonna have disbelief yeah some people are gonna be in denial no matter what and I, i i honestly could give a shit less about those people I know the shit's real. I've seen it with my eyes. Uh, many sure. people know it's real. I'm just, um, I'm and just, we're trying to study it. Yeah, I'm just trying to uh, put into perspective. But I'm also thinking of a scenario. What if, like, you know, they and this is just me being facetious. Yes. What if they were able to use their minds to tell everyone on the planet at once that they were real and that they come in peace? Um, how would that affect our evolution? How would that affect us as humans? What I don't think they would ever do that because it would it would destroy. Um, it would make people go crazy. I think they're smart enough to know how to approach us. I think they know what it would do. Oh, and I, I think that's fair I think to they say. Know what they're doing? That's fair to say. I mean, when you think about it, how long they've been around, exactly. You know like they, they clearly know not to just be like, yeah. hey. Yeah, you think they haven't thought of that? You think they haven't been like, hey, I think it would probably not be a good idea to go down there and have mass scale interaction. I think maybe, I think maybe small individual interaction or small scale interaction would be acceptable. But if we go down here and we interact with them too much or we, we fuck with them too much, I think it could fuck up their evolution. It could do all kinds of bad things. So we need to keep our distance analyze let them evolve at their own pace and and then we can get to that point but i don't think we're ready for that large-scale interaction i don't think we're ready for that i agree i mean we're still killing each other and shit yeah like i mean bro we're not ready for that we don't care about each other as a whole exactly like we don't care about each other how are we going to care about them yeah (laughs) we're not (laughs) exactly that's why like uh, i just think it's i think it's the most amazing amazingly interesting subject i think it's the most amazing thing it really is man because people from somewhere else that's such a big deal that's such a big deal i think it's so fucking amazing i think it's so amazing that that's (laughs) that if that's one of the best subjects and most entertaining sub or interesting subjects i've ever studied in my entire life i love it um and i like to learn as much as i can about it Obviously, we can speculate here and there, and we have our theories about what we think, um, but it all comes down to the actual evidence of what we do have and the factual data. Um, theories are one thing. Evidence is another. Do you think we can learn anything from them? Like, what I do. do you, what do you think do. That, that, like – I mean, obviously, I think that could be probably one of the best things about it is the fact is, like, you would literally be learning something entirely new. Yeah. Like anything they could teach you would be about something that you have had no, you know. Yeah, but here, well, here's the thing. I thought about that for a long time. If you you had an interaction with an extraterrestrial, I like to say extraterrestrial, and people who study this um, 
in quotes, for real, like to use the word extraterrestrial. We don't like to say the word alien because the word alien is I've been trying not to say alien. I've been trying to respect the uh, community for sure. I know it's a thing. The thing is, I think alien, um, it kind of provides this weird image in your head. It's it's just like it's not accurate either. It's not accurate. I think extraterrestrial is the proper word. What, um, you're, what you're saying is you're an elitist prick. That's what you're saying. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm just messing. <laughs> no, with I'm you. not. You can say whatever you want. I was just saying I like to say extraterrestrial. I feel like it's more accurate. Um, I wish they would have been called Gorgons. Who fucking knows, dude? Who knows, right? <laughs> Did you ever see the movie uh, Small Toy Soldiers, Small Soldiers, something like that? I haven't, dude. I told you I barely watch movies as it is. It's an old movie. It came out when we were kids, but they that had a fucking alien from Futurama. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Ain't his name like Gore something? <laughs> oh, the, the little wimpy dude? No, not the small one. The bigger guy. The bigger guy that's like from another planet. He has like these little bumps on his head and shit, and he wears a cape. <laughs> So not the little pet, not the pet, not Lila's pet, the, the other guy. Not Zoidberg. I forgot his name. Not Zoidberg, no. Okay. It's a, the other one. I don't know his <laughs> fucking name, dude. <laughs> Man, I used to love that show. Dude, that Futurama, South Park, and Family Guy are my favorite fucking shows ever. Okay, okay, I want to tell you something. I want to tell you something. I did not start watching South Park until I was 19 years old. What the Fuck is wrong with you, cuz? I never watched an entire episode of South Park until I was 19 years old. That show is amazing. I have seen every single South Park episode multiple times. I I I love love that show. That is an amazing show. It is fucking amazing. I'm 28 now, so I'm almost 29. It's great, though. It really is great. Yeah, I mean it, it. It holds up too. You go Trey back and, and Trey and Matt are fucking absolutely amazing, and they actually they don't give a shit about <laughs> offending people, and I love it. I'll tell you what, South Park, South Park, been on the rock since they started talking shit about China. Though they did that whole season, where they had the uh, Mickey Mouse and shit. They, yeah, that was fucking Tiggerty Funk, Tiggerty Wee. That was an amazing season. But that episode, particularly where they got put in the concentration camp, I was like, oh my god, how is it okay that they're putting this out? But then because thought, it's South Park, because it's out, and they're known for that, so I don't think people care. Well, and I thought to myself, I was like, well, why the fuck do I care? I was like, I don't care. This is awesome. I was yeah, like, why, why do I care if we're not supposed to post something or make videos about the CCP? Then boys made an entire video or an entire movie and made millions of dollars off of talking shit about Kim Jong-un. But, but like for some yep. reason, we can't make a TV show or a stupid South Park clip about China. Kiss my ass. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think they, I, if I'm not mistaken here, they really did get banned from China for that. They really did get banned from China. Did you ha- did you hear what just happened recently with uh with John Cena? Oh yeah, something about him having to apologize about something. Yeah, because he called Taiwan a country. I don't I don't fucking know nothing about that. I don't care. I don't know. Man. John Cena! That's what I know. It was it was so dumb though because like he released his apology on a on a Chinese social media app and it and he said it in Mandarin. He's trying to show his respect. Yeah, but he didn't like share it anywhere else. Yeah, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. I mean, I, whatever. That I mean, dude, John Cena like, was my childhood like, idol. 
we're not going to let you leave China. We're going to kill you if you don't apologize. I don't apologize too. I'd be like, fuck Taiwan. I'd be like, fuck them. WWE would have kicked you straight the fuck out. I'd have been like, I am good. Fuck that, dude. You know how much money WWE is making in China? Taiwan is the... Okay, Taiwan is independent right now, but China is literally loading up their guns as we speak to go take over Taiwan. Maybe not, but it's pretty close to that. And apparently Taiwan is allies with us, but Taiwan also is where a lot of the chips are manufactured. So there's a bunch of shit going on right now in the Middle East, not the Middle East, in Asia. We might be going to war. Uh, I, I, okay. I, I guess. I mean, okay. Uh, WWE, South Park, Family Guy, Futurama. That's yeah. it. That's where it's at. The old WWE, not so the was, new WWE. The ask, new WWE shit is garbage. I guess. I mean, maybe we've talked about it, but I don't. I don't feel like I knew that you uh, were into wrestling at one point. Dude, are you kidding me? That was my entire childhood. Was WWE Raw. Watching WWE when I came home from school, me and my dad and my entire family, when life was good, yeah, those <laughs> would the days. sit in front of the TV Monday night and wait for Raw to come on. And that was what I looked forward to every week. I would dress up like John Cena. John Cena was my idol. I would look <laughs> up for those pump. I would look for those pump up shoes at every shoe store and I can never find them. I bought the belt, the spinning belt. E- asked everybody. Me and fucking Mario and everybody used to do tag team matches in the motherfucking grass up there by my <laughs> grandma's, dude. WWE was my life, and it still is, but it, here's what happened. So when I was little, WWE was amazing. And then yeah. you get about you get about 14, 15, and you go, ha-ha, that's fake, fake and gay. It's <laughs> fake, fake. And then you get about 24, and you go, yeah, but it's fucking amazing. Yeah. And it's way better than actually fighting in an octagon. WWE is a million times more entertaining than actually fighting in Dude, an octagon. It's you're like a, out of your mind. I disagree. I don't disagree Listen, because I, I do it. this for real. I, I do this for real. So it's more entertaining. I love, I love the drama in WWE. The WWE drama is what's amazing to me. But like since I discovered UFC or actually be started watching it regularly, dude, like watching them dudes beat the people that you've like been like if you've been watching them for a while and you see a few of their fights, that is the most intense shit in the world. But I think it's only because it's, I, I just know that there's so much more on the line. It's like these guys have been talking shit and it's real life. But it's the it pales in comparison to the drama that WWE has had throughout my life because I watched it back when I was a young kid. We were watching The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin, and that Goats. was like the best era, Goats. dude. Like the homeboy getting thrown on the tax of uh, mankind. Uh, Undertaker, Mick Foley? oh yeah, gosh, Mick Foley. Yeah, yes, uh, the Undertaker, freaking Stone Cold Steve Austin on a pay per view. He buried the Undertaker. He like buried him in a casket under dirt. And like the next day at Raw, like the Undertaker broke his hand out of the dirt. It was so cheesy, but it was badass. We were like, Dude, oh as my a God. kid, as a kid, that was amazing. Yeah, but then like when the WWE had to like I guess it was around when they were changing their name too, but like Vince McMahon had to like come out and like say oh, something. Oh, they had to change it from WWF to WWE. 
Yeah, and then there was like this time where Vince McMahon had to go on public television and tell the entire world that it was fake because it was like a thing, like some kind of legal matter or something. And he had to come out that this is entertainment; it is fake; it's not real. Like some kind of like I don't remember that. I don't remember that. Oh man, it was a thing. My and my parents, I didn't even like. My parents were like, you know. Vince McMahon's a bad man. <laughs> like we weren't allowed to watch. I don't know what it was about. We weren't allowed to watch it. But then I started watching again in the John Cena and uh, uh, oh, what was his name? I hear voices. Randy Orton. Oh shit! During that era, that was like the- out of nowhere, dude. That their beef for it lasts like two years, but it was to me that was like the new era of The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. I was like, this is amazing, like because every and everybody who was fighting around them at the time. But literally, when Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar came around, I don't care. Roman Reigns, when Roman Reigns became his own person, really. And Brock Lesnar, like Brock, I hate Brock Lesnar. Like he's the bane of my existence. <laughs> like why he does seem like kind of a douchebag, doesn't he? He's a chode. I mean, he's probably not a chode in real life. No, but he's like, probably a cool dude. Yeah, but like, and it's like he was a he was a such a bro man in the UFC and in WWE, and it's like he won everything. It's like nobody ever wanted him to win, but he kept, they kept winning. Like and same thing with Roman Reigns, which I guess people like him now finally. But Roman Reigns, people hated him, and he, he kept winning. And it was like, but you, I mean, the numbers are going through the roof. This is pre-COVID, really. But I don't know yeah. what I don't know what's going on with him now. Yeah, around that time is probably when I stopped watching. Was back then when they started introducing characters like Roman Reigns and shit. That's when I stopped watching. Um, I think I probably what when did I stop watching? Probably, I don't know, like 2012 is when I probably stopped watching. Back in the old days, though, that was a good show. That's what I watch. Actually, I watch that all the time. There's a bunch of YouTube channels that up upload all the old shit, um, at, like the 2007 type era with fucking Batista and Triple H and yeah. Stone Cold. And, and all of the good people. Um, so I watch all that stuff. And uh, the new stuff is just fucking terrible. I hate it. I won't watch any of the new stuff. Yeah, it's not. I mean, I, I have friends that watch it, though. It's just funny that in a moment that would shatter millions of perspectives, Mick, McMahon stated that wrestling was, in fact, a fake sport with predetermined outcomes. The term sports entertainment was the coin was then coined to represent professional wrestling and the terminology is carried forward to this date. Well, yeah, duh, duh. Yeah, I was trying to see why he said that though. I don't know, but everybody, like if you ask stone cold and shit, they take that really serious. And the rock does too. Like if they were, uh, they, they, I think they call it protecting the kayfabe. Yeah. They, yeah, yeah. they, they, um, the wrestling terms, they make sure it's a shoot. And if you're up close in the crowd and shit, you make sure you lay it in. You make sure you hit all the way so it looks real. It looks yeah. good. You sell it good. I and, have, I have all the respect yeah. in the world for him. I didn't want, I wasn't trying to say that it wasn't like a real, real sport or whatever. Yeah, well, it's like a staged ballet. That's what it is. Yeah. You, everybody knows what the end is going to be, but it's your job and the other performer's job to do this dance and make it look good. Yeah, and they make it look badass. Yeah, exactly. You it's can't great. you can't tell me that that shit don't go stupid ass hard. If, Hardy, if the Hardy brothers don't tell you something about how hard that shit goes, or Shane oh, yeah. McMahon jumping off of a fucking oh, steel cage God. at like Shane eight years old, has balls, dude. <laughs> he still does that shit. It's like, bro, what is wrong with you? You gotta chill. Yep. 
That dude what? is, bruh, that fucking Stone Cold and The Undertaker are just like us, and they are amazing. You yeah. know Undertaker goes and trains and carries a gun every day and does all the same shit that I do? I didn't know that. The Undertaker is one of them boys, and it's fucking amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. I uh, listened to a couple of interviews of his that he just did recently in the past, I guess, probably past year and a half. You hear the one with Joe Rogan? Yeah, of course. It was great. Uh, <laughs> but uh, he did another one with uh, Ariel Hawane. He's He covers a lot of MMA stuff, but and it was pretty cool, like, listening to him talk to, you know, people in general because it's not like you ever got Undertaker interviews before. Like not like like that, you know, him not being Undertaker. Yeah, I I thought it was amazing. Um WWE is WWE is always gonna hold a special place in my heart. I fucking love WWE. Uh actual fighting is cool too, because I mean that's what I do, but I get sick of that shit and sometimes I just wanna watch entertainment. (laughs) Yeah. I uh I man, I I'm I'm a I'm a UFC fiend year past i mean like what sucks though i mean i was me and the homies would get together or you know somebody's over we're putting on the fight if there's a fight on at the like back before i moved like or something like that we might would watch the you know connor fights or like big pay-per-view fights oh yeah i'll watch those for sure yeah but i wasn't watching like the fight nights and stuff but since yeah since i moved here and i mean i don't really i mean i do a lot i work and i have my hobbies and obviously i have a wife and a child that i'm very very active with <laughs> but uh aside from that i don't really do anything so it's like on saturday nights i'm not going out and doing anything i'm not really probably i have a, a homeboy here drew that comes over and uh shout out to drew he's been on the podcast a couple of times uh he comes over and he'll watch the fights and man we'll I've been I've been keeping up with UFC, man. I, I dropped all other sports last year. Like I didn't care about watching people play basketball in the bubble. I didn't care about watching the NFL like at all because it was just like, man, I've never just, cared about that. You yeah, ask I mean, anybody. I've always never gave a shit about basketball, football, baseball. I just it ain't my thing. Yeah, I mean, I like to watch it, but I think that one of the things that I liked about it was like, you know hanging out or leaving the house to go watch it somewhere, you know, whatever. Yeah. It was cooler, I guess, when if I was kicking it with Jack every other day, you know, we're obviously going to be talking about the football games, but I'm just not, I I don't know. And last year, like I had so much other stuff on my mind than sitting and watching a football game. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, my mind definitely expanded for better or worse. It expanded last year because of all the information that I took in and, I mean, we all did. I mean, all of us had to experience a lot of shit last year that, I mean, I imagine that for some people and probably for all of us, there's a bit of trauma there. Like if anything ever happens where there's a virus again, we're all going to be, it's going to be rough because we don't even realize it, but it's going to be heavy on a lot of people. Can you imagine if we got another one of those like next year? I mean, I, I wouldn't doubt it, honestly, but I mean, That goes back to the fucking UFO topic and everything. Like, do you see how people handle a little Earth bullshit virus? What do you think they would do if there was anything else? Like, bro, people would lose their fucking mind. Yeah. People are incredibly unpredictable, too, because, I don't know, know, people say that, like, you could 
predicted a lot of the things that are going on and stuff like that. I'm like, well, why is it that there's all of a sudden a virus? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, why is it that the, all of a sudden there is a virus? When we're at peak, everything on the planet, every technology and, you know, understanding of things, we're apparently at the peak. You know, it's not like we've digressed. And it's like, and then something like this happens. And now, like, we're, like, having, you know, now also people are hacking into our infrastructure in our country. It's like have people just been doing this all the time and we're just now realizing it is you know or what? Like what's Probably, going on? yeah. I mean I I suspect a lot more things to happen, you know. I mean yeah. I mean would be it literally would not surprise me. Yeah, I'm not surprised by much anymore. It's like reality is stranger than than fiction these days. Yeah. I mean, oh, that that reminds me of a quote um, I actually wrote that on my notes. Um, Bob asked while he was up there, he asked his superior, he asked his, uh, his supervisor, Dennis, Dennis Mariani. He asked, uh, he asked him, he said, how in the fuck do you guys keep this secret? How in the fuck do you guys keep this quiet? And the supervisor told him it's the easiest secret to keep in the world. Because nobody would believe it anyway. It's leaked out many times, and nobody believes it anyway. That's crazy. Reality is becoming stranger than fiction. Yeah, man. We live in some fucking strange times. Absolutely. And what what you were saying earlier, I, I guess we'll mention that a little bit. I don't want to leave you in the dark too much about that. So... You were talking about the element 115, right? Yeah. Okay. So I actually have a piece of it on my wall right now. I'm looking at it, but it's not a real piece, obviously. Or <laughs> I would probably have like 20 billion different alphabet agencies kicking in my door right now. <laughs> and they've um, already kicked it in, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have a, a replica mock of it. Um, so it's basically like a little triangle. It's um the way it would it would work in the craft is it's a it's a little it's copper ish in color it's it's brownish that brownish reddish color yeah um and it it it's element one fifteen it has a one hundred and fifteen protons I believe and what the the special unique property of it is is that with that specific combination. On the island of stability, the gra- there's a gravitational property that slightly extends beyond the atom. And with that element, the way the reactor worked, it could access that little gravitational property that extended beyond the atom. And it could amplify that. It could amplify that gravitational, I guess for lack of a better term, wave. It would, it, it could access that gravity wave, send it to the amplifiers. The amplifiers would amplify it and send it down into the emitters. And the emitters, there's, it's like, um, basically it's in a triangle. Um, and it, it looks like, uh, 55 gallon drums hanging on a pipe for the lack of a better term. And it's three of them, and they're in a perfect triangle. Um, and you can think of this. He said there was nine of them. He got to see nine. He only got to work on one. 
He only got to touch one. He only got to get anywhere near one of them. But he saw when the other hangar doors were open for a brief moment, he saw that there were nine other ones that were different shapes. And he said from what his lab partner, Barry, said that apparently they all worked on the same system. Um, but anyway, the 115 in the reactor would amplify that gravitational property and send it throughout the craft. And those, like I said, trash cans, we, we call those the emitters, they could, it basically puts out a gravity wave that distorts. It, it, it basically makes a distortion. That's all it does. It makes a distortion. And the best way to think of it is like if you put a bowling ball in the center of your bed and about a foot and a half from it, you press down with your fist. What's the bowling ball going to do? I mean, roll towards your fist, right? The yeah. bowling ball is going to roll towards your fist. That's basically how the craft works. The craft is the bowling ball. The emitters make where your fist would be a distortion, a divot. And the craft falls into that little distortion. And it basically just chases that distortion. So with man-made shit, everything that we have, you burn something and spit it out the back to go forward, right? You, you take something, you push it out the back, and it pushes you forward. With these craft, the way their shit works is 100% the opposite. It is the exact opposite. It falls where it wants to go, basically. It, it falls wherever the distortion is. It makes a little distortion in front of it, and it falls into that distortion. And, and that's how they're able to go these long distances is all three emitters will uh, kind of close in on each other and it make like a like a pinpoint and it will make a, a big distortion and the craft can travel that way. I'd have to show you a visual of it. I would have to show you a visual or be beside you or show think, you a I think I'm I'm getting what you're saying though. It's just so weird to me to think about how it's this thing is is pulling as opposed to pushing. Or like yeah. like as opposed to like absolutely yeah, I mean, does that make sense? Yeah, well, how else could you do it though? When you're in space and there's no there's no typical gravity as we know it, right? There's right. no gravitational force pressing down. So how could you how could you propel yourself forward? Even though we can, you know, we have rockets and satellites and yeah, stuff but, that uh, you know to, go out. To what I was about to say, to what distance though? Yeah, exactly. You can only get so far with that. You can't go very far with that. Even if those things say we had say we had a man made object that could go. The speed of light. Do you know how fast the speed of light is? Um, it is incredibly fast. It's about 669 million miles an hour. <laughs> 669 million miles an hour. The Let's say the nearest galaxy is 10 light years away. One light year is the distance you travel going the speed of light for a year. So you go 669 million miles an hour for an entire year. That's a light year. If the nearest galaxy is 10 light years away and you're going the speed of light, it would still take you 10 years to get there. It is too slow. You cannot travel through space in a linear mode like that. It, yeah. It's it, you just can't. 
the only way you could do it is if you distorted gravity. And and remember what I said, if you distort gravity, a byproduct of that is you're distorting the space and the time between the object you're distorting or where you're trying to go, your target. If If I showed you the visuals or illustrations or I could show you in person or show the audience what I'm talking about, it would make perfect sense to you and you would get it. Bob actually made a full video on the science in 1989 when he thought he was going to be fucking killed. He made a full video on it explaining how it works. And you can find it. Um, we can link – I'll put it in the description. Yeah. Um, and if you watch that, he explains all the science behind it, and it makes perfect fucking sense. It makes perfect sense. Oh, yeah. By the way, in 1989, Bob was talking about element 115. And he said, it, well, he was talking about this in 1989. And in 2013, people, everybody was saying, oh, element 115 is bullshit. They'll never make that. That's, that's uh, pseudoscience. It's pseudoscience. 2013 rolls around. They make element 115. Who's the first person that the lab calls? Bob fucking Lazar. Durmstadt, Germany, I believe. They made a couple atoms of 115. They did not make the stabilized version like what Bob had or what was in the craft. They did not make the stabilized version. They made a couple atoms of it. <laughs> anyway. How is, that, how is that even possible? Well, there, a lot goes into this. Remember what I told you. Bob's story is so deep. I could, we could be here for a long time. What I'm talking, we haven't even began to scratch the surface. This story is so unique and so deep in the evidence that proves everything. We have his W-2 forms directly from that. He, he gave us the W-2 forms. He gave us everything. It, I'm trying to really figure out where to go with this because the amount of, of stuff to say is overwhelming. Um, did did you ever look into like how far have you looked into the Balazar story? Like did you did you ever look at the facility where the facility was or how it was made? I mean, not particularly. It okay, so you you know the term Area 51, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, know everybody knows that, right? Everybody yeah. knows what Area 51 is, right? The entire reason you or anybody else knows what the the term Area 51 even is is because of Bob Lazar. In 1989, he came forward with this because he thought he was going to be fucking killed. And he did whatever he could to get this out. And George Knapp convinced him that if he did this in a certain way, him and John Lear convinced him if he did this in a certain way, if he was killed, it would prove everything that he said was right. It would... It would prove the story right so right just like one of us if we came forward and said all the shit and then we magically popped up dead the next couple of days would it not prove everything that we just said <laughs> uh yeah yeah so if you did it the right way you could pull it off and it, and he happened to do it um he, he encountered some speed bumps along the way right but uh yeah so the it's so where this was was not at area 51 area 51 um, is the Nellis range. Nobody calls it area 51. The works there. Nobody calls it area 51. Right. Um, it's in the middle of a bunch of mountains in the middle of nowhere. It's a perfect spot. It's been there for a long time. 
And basically all they do there is weapon development, spy paint, spy plane development, uh, stuff like that. Uh, man-made shit, you know? Right. About 14 or 15 miles south of that on Papoose Dry Lake Bed, there was this facility built into the side of a mountain. It was nine hangars in a facility that – and the, the doors of the hangars were textured with a paint, the same color as the desert floor or the, the dry lake bed floor. So it was camouflaged. Specifically, he was told to be hidden from satellites, in, in, uh, enemy satellites, etc. Um, so the doors of the facility was camouflaged. The entire facility was camouflaged, and it's on Papoose Lake. People who work at Area 51 do not have the clearance to even go near that certain area of Papoose Lake. So where was I going to go with that? There was something I wanted to say about that. I told you about the uh, nine other craft in the hangars. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he had the lab in there, and his job uh, was his, – his specific task was to figure out how the propulsion system worked, to figure out as much as he could about it, and to try to replicate it with current available materials, which would be fucking impossible. <laughs> right. They, he said they even tried it with plutonium, and it was fucking a miserable attempt. It <laughs> it was miserable. Um, but yet, so other other there were twenty two people working there on project uh, for the entire project. His project was called Project Galileo, and uh, there were people doing metallurgy trying to figure out what the craft was made out of. Right. Um. And and. I don't know if you know this. Did you ever see or learn where he got the chance to go inside of the craft one time? I mean, I feel like I've heard about it, but let's just say that nobody else has. Okay, yeah. One time uh, his supervisor uh, asked him to look inside the craft um, to see where the gravity amplifiers hung and where the amplifier or where the emitters hung and where the amplifiers were. Uh, in correlation with the uh, reactor, because that might be important, uh, where the things are positioned might be very important, uh, to it working. So he got to go in it one time. And he said on the inside of the craft, everything is one color. Everything is a dark gray pewter color. Everything is the same color. There are no edges. There are no seams. There are no sharp 90-degree corners. Everything has a radius or a curve to it, like everything was made out of wax and then heated slightly to, you know, where it would, like, melt kind of. You get it like every – all the edges would be, like, kind of curved. It looked like everything – he said back then, everything looked like it would be, like, one giant mold. Like it was all – made like – like what we have today, 3D printers. Like it's all made together in one big mold. That's what it looks like. There's no seams. There's no bolts. There's yeah. no wires. There's no wiring connecting any of the subcomponents together. It's almost like they work being – well, they do. They work by being in the immediate vicinity of each other. If they're close enough, it's like the the charge, I guess you would say. Yeah. Or the it, it like jumps like a Tesla coil. It it will work if if the other subcomponents are just within proximity. There's right. no wiring, and he also said there's no 
control panels. There's no steering wheel. There's no buttons. There's no lights. There's nothing. It's just the amplifiers, which are these big rectangles. There's three of those that hang or that are above the emitters. And there's three seats, three little seats that are about a foot off the ground that he read in the briefing documents. These beings apparently are about four foot tall, three and a half to four foot tall. And that's what you hear in reports. We've been hearing that forever, that these beings are about four foot tall. They're about four foot tall. They have grayish skin. They have these big black almond shaped eyes. They don't have much of a nose. They don't have any ear flaps. They just kind of have a hole in their ear. Yeah. There's no hair. Their their head and craniolar vault is about three or four times the size of a human. And their arms are a little longer than ours. So their arms go down a little longer. They seem to have around the same digits as us, something like that. And they don't seem to talk. They they communicate through telepathic communication. So if I were to look at you, Shane, and say red apple you know how the picture of the red apple would pop in your brain yeah that's kind of how the communication works so if you were to communicate something to me you would kind of send it to me and my brain would just kind of pick it up so if i say don't think of a pink elephant you just thought of a pink elephant right yeah (laughs) yeah so that's kind of how that works apparently and 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 remember what bob said there there seemed to be no control panel Right. So there must be some consciousness or telepathic communication with them and the craft to make the craft work. Right. I mean, that's what I was thinking. I mean, we briefly touched on that earlier, but that that's what I was thinking. I mean, even when I heard it the first time, yeah, I, I thought to myself, well, it's got to be just I mean, maybe that was also talked about when I heard that the first time. But. It's like maybe there is just some way that they just have managed to create something. But do you realize how in tune you would have to be? Neuralink times 200, right? 5,000. There yet. you go. So is it really that far of a thought? No, but to me, I, I think that my first thought would be that it would be more like a – like you ever see the movie Avatar? Yeah. Okay, you know how like they're like more or less one with the earth? Like yeah. they're they're one with their elements and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like I think that. they're one with their craft. I think their craft has some type of direct connection. Yeah, and but it makes you wonder: is the craft? It's obviously a technology. Is the craft conscious? It, like what exactly? Like what if it's more of like the reason why we can't even do anything with it is because we're not even one with. You know. Yeah, we're not linked with the craft. Maybe. It would be it would be like us forming something. Uh, oh, but I have something to tell you, but I have something pretty interesting to tell you about that. Okay. So remember what I said about how the seats were really small and there's, and, and when you walk in the craft, right, you have to crawl into the craft yeah. because you, you can't stand up. You cannot stand up comfortably. You have to like kind of crouch all yeah. the way until you get to the middle. The middle is the only part that you can comfortably stand up at the middle. And I'd have to send you or show the audience, uh, you know, pictures or videos of, w- of what it looked like. Yeah. Um, but at one mo or one time when he was out there, his supervisor 
set came to the lab and said, Hey, Barry, why don't you, um, why don't you come out here? We're going to run a test and why don't you bring Bob with you? They went out to the hangar right before they walk out of the hangar. The craft is already out on the, on the lake bed about, I don't know, 50 foot onto the lake bed. And there's a guy sitting out there with a desk and headphones on with a radio. And he's talking to somebody that's inside of the craft. And the craft, Bob and Barry are standing there. And the craft slowly, it makes a little bit of a hiss noise, like a corona discharge, like you would hear on a power line. Yeah. That you know that 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 humming, that that high voltage hiss. Yeah. They hear that, and the bottom, very small bottom edge of it starts to do that corona discharge. It's like a purplish-blue glow. And the craft slowly starts to lift off the lake bed, slowly goes up probably 20 feet in the air. And about after about eight feet, the corona discharge stopped, and everything was silent. So after about seven or eight feet, that corona discharge stopped. It was completely silent. And continue to go up. It's about 20 foot in the air. Completely silent. You don't hear anything. It's just sitting there in the fucking air. It moves over to the left. Basic movements. Moves over to the left a little bit. Moves over to the right a little bit. And sets back down. The guy with the radio. Is communicating. With somebody. On the inside. Of the craft. And. It's assumed that there was a human being in that craft doing something in there to make it work. I don't have any any clue how a human being made that craft work, nor, nor does Bob. But there was someone in there doing it. I don't know if how they figured it out. It, uh, apparently, that was another division. Um, I mean, he yeah. couldn't ask questions. He couldn't ask. He didn't get to ask questions like that. You can't ask questions like that. Right. He just got to witness it. And then they said, okay, let's go back in the lab. Y'all go, y'all go back to work. And that was it. So he just got to witness it flying right there up close and got to see it. So that makes you think, how did a human, they must have retrofitted it somehow, like put a seat in there for a human or, or something. How did a human test fly that? How? I have no, how in the fuck? I have no idea. That, that's what I'm saying. Um, there's an, another thing I, th- I can tell you about that. You, know, you remember, you know, but assume also like, what if, okay, say they got one of the little guys, say they have one of the little guys. Well, I don't think they, I don't think they have any, any beings there. I sure. Th- I'm yeah. just saying like, let's just say hypothetically, cause we don't know. We don't know, but let's just say they did like, wouldn't that guy be, or the little guy be more inclined to be like, I'm going the fuck home. If he yeah, was I, able I to get in his would. shit. And, yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think that Bob said there was, he never saw any, any aliens there. He never saw anything about that. Yeah. Um, he, but he did read briefing documents. They put him in a room with a hundred and twenty two or 123 briefing documents. And these briefing documents were about one to two pages brief on, on just different projects or the different things that were going on there yeah. to try to get him up to speed. He said it looked like it seemed like they wanted him up to speed really fast. It's like yeah. they were stuck. Like they were stuck in a rut. Yeah, the and only reason just, he was there was because yeah, to get them out of the rut. Wanted somebody that can, that would come in from left field with a different point of view, and to try to get them out of the rut because they it seemed like they had been stuck 
for yeah. a really long time. And they can't figure it out. <laughs> and it seems like they've had this for a while. Well, you know, that all poses the question. I mean, do you think we have more stuff now that we just have no clue? Or maybe we have more stuff then that we maybe. just have no clue? May- well, maybe. I, w- I would think. I would think. I think um, I think that's probably it. But maybe because you got to think about it. where did they get them? Where, yep. did, where did you get the? Where did you get this? With fucking not just one. You have nine. Yeah. Where did you get nine of them? And he said, all of them seem to be in 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 working order, except one or two of them seemed damaged. One of them had a projectile hole blown through it. He, this was far away though, right? Remember, so you can't see it up close. This is yeah. all the way down there. You can't see it really. You can't see it that well. And each one was different shapes. One was like looked like a light bulb. One looked like a light bulb. One looked like a jello mold. Like, you know, like a, uh, like you put jello in that's got those rippled sides to it. Yeah. If you were to turn that upside down, he said that's what one of them looked like, like a jello. They call it, he called that one the jello mold. And, uh, th- there was another one that looked like a top hat. It had a very, like a straw hat, like a very flat brim at the bottom. And it's kind of like a, uh, a raised center that looked like a top hat. Etc. I don't. I don't know what the other ones look like, but he just named a few, and um, he said one of them looked like, and he knows for a fact. Barry told him that one came out of the water because it looked very old and like it had been in the water for a long time. So where? How did we get these? I don't know, man. Like that's, that's what you got to think about. Like how the fuck did we get it? It's so crazy because, I mean, I guess my first assumption would be like they acquired them all at the same time, but maybe not. You know, maybe they're like, this is just the hangar for this, these ships that we've been finding somehow or another. Yeah. He's, did you hear on the Joe Rogan podcast? He said Barry had made him think. He didn't say it directly, but the yeah. emphasis was that at least one or two of them was found through some type of archaeological dig. Yeah. Um. He said that's just what was emphasized, not necessarily said, but, you know, kind of put in your head a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think I mean, they probably makes- were found different ways, maybe. You know, maybe maybe some of them were shot down. Maybe some of, some of them were, I don't know, found. I, I don't know. I can't tell you. Bob yeah. doesn't have those answers either. But I can tell you some interesting things from the briefing documents if you want to know. And another interesting fact about being on the inside of the craft that's pretty fucking interesting. Uh, well, let's touch on those two, and then we'll wrap it up. Bet. What, what do you, what what would you like? What would you think would be more interesting? What do you want to hear? I want to hear both. Okay, you sure? Okay. <laughs> well, um, I I would recommend everybody go do your research on this. Learn as much as you can. I'm not trying to convince you. I don't care if you believe or disbelieve. All I'm asking you to do is do your own research. Don't be biased. Try to learn as much as you can. And look at the evidence. Look at the facts. Look at the data. And don't just believe random YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah, I, I would always no. like to reiterate. By all yeah. means, I, I'm, I, I subscribe to the uh, – I only know as much as I Google. So. Well, no, Google <laughs> you know, is I'm, not always right either, though. Google sure, is not I'm always just, right. I'm just being facetious. Of yeah, I know. Like, I, I had I, don't take everything take everything with what I say with a grain of salt. As, yeah, exactly. As I said exactly. I'm just trying to learn and figure all the shit out too. Whatever same, it is dude. that I happen to talk same, about on the show. But. Same dude. I'm just trying to do the same thing. I think we all are. Yeah. Um but yeah, just do your do your research, do your due diligence and and approach this at a 
fair in a fair in a fair light. Um, don't believe everything you see. Don't disbelieve everything you see. Uh, just yeah, take it all share, in. Share this, even if you think we're crazy. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, it, oh, be open minded. Be open minded, but don't be so open minded your brain falls out. Right. That's yeah. a good way to put it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I, if, if you guys want to know more about the Bob Lazar story, remember what I said. Bob Lazar is just a small part of this. Don't, don't hype too much on Bob Lazar. He's just a small part of this. Um, do, your, do your research. And if you want to know about, more about the specific Bob Lazar story, do what I told you. Uh, start with the Netflix documentary. Go watch it. It's called Bob Lazar, Area 51 Flying Saucers. Go on YouTube. Watch the Bob Lazar interviews. Not people talking about the interview. Watch Bob actually talk <laughs> yeah. and listen to Bob himself. One of the smartest dudes you will ever fucking listen to in your life. Um, but yeah. And the dude, not to mention, he's taken five lie detector tests, passed all of them, passed everything, everything. <laughs> That's uh, crazy. But yeah. Anyway, so I'll just give you guys two more, a couple more points on, on the story and we'll wrap it up. Uh, yeah, I remember what I said about the briefing documents. He apparently had uh, read or he had got handed 122 different briefing documents in these blue folders in this room. And he was just told to sit and read through them. Um, this was before he ever got to see the craft or anything. Right. Um, so he read through them. This was after he already got his clearance and all that stuff. Uh, this was at the actual site. This was at S4. This is not at Area 51. There is no extraterrestrial shit. And there never was at Area 51. This was at S4, hidden in the side of a mountain about 15 miles south on Papoose Dry Lake Bed, hidden into and built into the side of a mountain, a small facility. Okay, so in these briefing documents, in one of the briefing documents, well, a couple of them talked about the propulsion system, talked about the emitters, the basic design of what they thought, how it works, comments on how it works. Another one, he got to see the biological report. And it had in that report a photo, two, uh, two or three photos actually, of an autopsy of a being of a right above the right, – like right above the stomach to uh, right about the top of the head. You couldn't see the rest of the body. You could, you could only see that small area. And the, the photo was focused on a T-cut in the chest, a autopsy cut, like a T-cut in the yeah. chest. And the T-cut was opened. And the report commented on the organ that was on the inside of this being. And the next photos were pictures of the organ removed. And it was this organ that – it was like it was just one big organ, and it was like all of the, the smaller organs had grew together, and all of these organs had grew together into one big organ that performed all of these functions. So one big organ functioned basically as a heart, as a stomach, as a liver, as a lung. The one organ kind of did all of it, wow. and um, the, next, the next picture was the organ cut, and you could see the different chambers inside of the organ. And it, it had the scale weight of each piece of the organ and, and, and shit like that. Uh, that's just what the biological report was. Yeah. There was another report that said – now, this could be disinformation. 
this could be disinformation sprinkled into the reports. Sure. Bob even said this, that this could be – they'll purposely insert nonsense into some of the reports. And they, they do this with all kind of top-secret clearance jobs. Right. They it's will not purpose, yeah, to extraterrestrial. Yeah. They'll put in disinformation or fake shit. They'll put in wrong or fake shit or crazy shit. So if you ever leak it, they will know where it came from. Because if you say, oh yeah, I read this, uh, or this, this comes out that you read something that said these, these aliens, uh, have, uh, two blue eyes and a brown dick. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to know where that information came from yeah. because it was, it's not real. It's bullshit. It's, it's purposely put in there. To see if you ever talk about it, they'll have a link of where it came from. And they clearly have green dicks. Yeah, clearly. And they're clearly green and they glow in the dark. And, <laughs> the <laughs> and they, yeah, they smoke blunts and they, they uh, do the all that. Dicks. Anyway. Yeah. That was the biological report. And then one of the, this one, it said through data that they had obtained from the vehicle indicated that this craft specifically – had originated from the Zeta Reticuli star system, which is a binary star system, two stars that orbit each other. And this was from the third planet out in that system. And if you it, – it's that's interesting. That's really interesting because in reports in about 1940 – I think 1940s, 50s, or 60s, there was reports of uh, the Betty and Bernie Hill case – they were yeah, – this is one I of the first that. first abduction cases, one of the most credible abduction cases. And Betty said that these beings showed her a, char- a star chart, and the star system ended up being Zeta Reticuli with the two stars that orbited each other. And it said in this briefing they had found out that this is where the craft originated from, and this was way before that. So yeah. this could be disinformation. This could could possibly be real. Um, I don't know. Bob doesn't know. Yeah. Uh, but it said that, that it, it had originated from there. Um, it also said uh, – what was it? it uh, Dude, if they had that kind of knowledge though, that it, would Well, no, they, they had somehow got it out of the craft. And here's another part that I was going to tell you. Remember I was just talking about something that happened on the inside of the craft that he saw. And right. this is probably how they got it. When he was in there looking at the positioning of the emitters, there's these archways that go around the inside of the craft. It's like a – it's like a – I can't really explain it. Uh, imagine a U upside down yeah, and, or like half a circle, and it's uh, archways that go all the way around it, kind of like – shit, I don't know. I can't really explain it unless I have a visual to show you. Anyway – in these archways, everything's that same color, right? Everything's the same color. There was other people on the inside of the craft working on something. They were doing their own stuff. Um, apparently through some type of – I don't know if it was a voltage or something. They stimulated the craft or one of these archways, and one of the archways became transparent, and you could see – from the inside of the craft out like it was glass, but it was metal. On the outside, you could not see in. It was just like uh, like metal. Yeah. And then on the inside, you could see out like it was like not even there, but it was there. And 
on a small portion of that same archway, this writing started scrolling up the archway on the small side or the small, I think it was the right side, started scrolling up. And it, it was like no other language he had ever seen on earth. And it was some of the, the, I guess you would say the language numerals or letters, I guess. Yeah. Some of them were slanted. Some of them were straight up and down. I have a picture. I have, um, I have all of this, uh, what Bob drew and doodled, um, it, it kind of showing what it looks like. It's really hard to find this stuff. You can't find this shit. I'm lucky yeah. that I even have it. Um, I have some of those illustrations. He drew on a napkin, um, of what it looked like. Cause Bob doesn't like to talk about this. He does not, this ruined his life. This, this, this almost got, this broke his family apart. This ruined his life. You can imagine the ridicule and the bullshit he went through. He's never made any money from this. He He never made any money from this. This is something he doesn't like to talk about. And, uh, anyway, I have some of these illustrations and it's absolutely amazing. Uh, what, what the language, I'm assuming it's a language. Uh, look like kind of scrolling up on the right side. It's really weird looking. And anyway, he saw that. So if there's that data scrolling up, maybe they kind of got the where the location was from that. I, d- I don't know. Yeah. Um, like I said, Bob said, though, don't take any of that as fact. It could be disinformation. Um, he doesn't believe or, or fully he doesn't put his thumb on anything that he didn't have hands on on, you know, so if right. he didn't, he didn't actually see it working and performing. He doesn't really give a shit. Um, but the reactor worked. Everything worked as described in the in the briefing document. Um, the I would just tell you go watch the Joe Rogan podcast on Bob, uh, with Bob Lazar. He can explain it a lot better than I can. Don't right. get it from a third source. Get get it directly from Bob. Yeah, and it's just fucking amazing. It is amazing. It is amazing. And over time, it has been. Proven over and over again, Bob is telling the truth. Every little, every time a, a stone gets turned over, Bob ends up telling the truth. Right, and it, it and everything lines up, and the dots start connecting with these reports with people that don't even know each other, like the uh, the case in Zimbabwe. Um, 80, 80 school children in Zimbabwe. These craft come down. And land on the ground. 80 kids, kids in Zimbabwe, children, see this craft. They go up to it. They run up to it. And these beings are out of the craft. And they look like what we just described. Four and a half foot tall, three, four foot tall, grayish skin, wearing like a black type bodysuit that looked like it was like vacuum sealed to their skin. Yeah. They didn't say anything. And they seem to communicate telepathically. They have these big black eyes that were like almond shaped. And they look the same way everybody keeps reporting. And these are school children that have no reason to lie. They have they, they, these, and they were all interviewed separately by a Harvard, Harvard top psychiatrist. And the conclusion was they're all telling the truth. And then they asked the children to draw what they'd seen. And all of these reports keep matching up from all over the earth. And it is just so weird. It is so weird. If you've never seen any of this, I highly suggest you go watch this documentary called The Phenomenon. It is one of the best 
documentaries you will ever see. And at the end of it, they talk about the Zimbabwe case. And, and this is for people who are skeptical too. Right. This isn't, this isn't, uh, this isn't a Bob Lazar thing. This is something for people that are skeptical. I would highly suggest going to watch it. And, um, it, it's amazing, man. I just do your research, do your research. And over time, you'll start to see dots connect. Right. But yeah. I mean, and, you know, it's crazy. You know, there's a lot of people. I mean, obviously people can choose to believe and choose to not believe whatever they want to. Yeah, but it is uh-huh. interesting the way that like for so long people have discredited anything that is said with, you know, aliens to our point earlier are extraterrestrials and or anything out of this world. It's easy, but the same way that people treat that is the same way they treat a lot of things. It's like, I would rather deny it because it's easier than facing the it's possibility easy. of it's it. Being easy. True. Yeah, exactly. But here's the thing. I'm though. not saying you should just try to look to, you know, ruin all the fun and everything because yep. obviously, you know, some things are kind of hard to face. I think aliens are actually not at the top of the list and and versus everything else that's going on in the world. Is that pretty For sure? But I don't think we should be that worried about aliens. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Here's what I'm going to say. Closing comments. This is no longer a matter of of belief this is no longer oh you believe shane scott y'all believe in ufos no this is no longer a matter of belief this is proven to be real your own government the pentagon has told you and has admitted that this is real we're trying to learn as much as we can about it but it's no longer a matter of the of belief. I no longer have the luxury of disbelief. I've seen it with my own eyes through all the evidence and research I've done over, over the years, trying to get as much factual data as I can. I have come to the conclusion that there are, seems to be vehicles coming from somewhere else, farther away than our own galaxy, coming here, visiting or doing research or gathering data or analyzing or doing whatever they're doing. And it doesn't seem like any of it's malicious. It doesn't seem like there's any malicious intent whatsoever. There's never been a single case of aliens harming or ETs harming a human being. There's been cases of us harming them and shooting at them, but they have never retaliated and tried to hurt us. And I think that says a lot because if you're coming from – really far along or far way away i think you've probably got to the point of peace i don't think you're going to kill and have malicious intent it's no longer a matter of belief do the research yourself do 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 the research that's all i can say really i don't i don't know how else to put it it's not a matter of belief anymore it's out there and they are out there (laughs) for sure they are out there something is out there well, dude, I appreciate this conversation. This was uh this was nice. This was a really good episode. It was great. Hopefully we can do a better one where I'm not uh stuttering and falling over my words. I'm not having a great day today. My brain isn't functioning very well, but uh I think it was a good podcast and I hope some people I hope this sparked an interest for some people. I hope this turns some people's light bulbs on. Yeah, I'm 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 sure some people uh who we're already interested. We'll probably uh, become more interested. Yeah, <laughs> and, man. You no, know, we we talked about a bunch of good stuff in this episode. I, I felt like it. We've we covered a lot of ground and gave gave a lot of people a lot of things to think about. That's for sure. 
for sure. Remember, there, there's, <laughs> I promise you, there's a lot more out there than potato videos of shitty cell phone footage. <laughs> there are perfect HD clear as day videos out there that are 100% real from authentic, verifiable sources. Thousands and thousands of videos, thousands of photos, documents, radar data, whatever you want. It's out there, confirmed and real. But remember, there's lots of fake shit. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Well, before I get out of here, I want to, uh, I want to say that, um, like there's, have you ever heard of the song How Bizarre? I have not. How Bizarre, How Bizarre. Every time I look around. Well, we always say, maybe we always say Bob Lazar, Bob Lazar. (laughs) And it's just, it's pretty funny because me and Brittany started doing it because, you know, when, I guess Bob was our first uh, two or so two or three years ago. We started hearing about him a lot. And then, uh, you know, he was eventually came on Joe, Joe Rogan talked about him before he came on the show. But, uh, and then eventually we watched that, the phenomenon together or that. Oh, you did that, watch the phenomenon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Me and Brittany watched it together. We were on like a aliens and Scientology kick because we were, we lived by ourselves. <laughs> you know, this is before we had a kid and stuff. And yeah. that was how I found out about Bob Lazar was because of that documentary. I'm pretty sure. Uh, the phenomenon. Yeah. Which one was it that he made? That's about him. Uh, he didn't make it. He didn't make it. Jeremy Corbell made yeah, yeah, one yeah. about him. Um, what was the it phenomenon called? was from James Fox. If you haven't, yeah. if you have one, you might have watched one that was similarly I named. I would go rewatch the phenomenon. It's from James Fox. It just came out. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, well, maybe it's that's really something. good. It's really good. Um, I, it just came out last year or in 2019. It's amazing. I'll send it to you. Um, it's great. This, is, this guy's like super skinny. He's got glasses. He Who? looks uh, James Fox. No. Hang on. There's this guy. Wow, that's not it. Uh, I'll send it to you. you I got you. I got you. Uh, but yeah, um, Bob Lazar, Bob Lazar. Brother Bellies in the back, sweet singers in the front, cruising down the freeway in the hot, hot sun. Suddenly, we're blue lights. Flash us from behind Loud voice booming Please step out onto the line Bella preach words of comfort Sino just hides her eyes Policeman taps the shades And sell a Chevy 69 How bizarre How bizarre How bizarre Destination unknown As we're pulling for some gas Officially placed the poster Reveals a smile from the pack Elephants and acrobats, lion snakes, monkey. Bella speaks righteous, sister Cena says funky. How bizarre. How bizarre, how bizarre.